This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 496. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 496. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. If you're listening in live time, this is the week of Thanksgiving in the U.S. If you're listening in live time, two days ago, I turned 45. Ah! And what's really funny about turning 45 this year is for a decent part of this year, I thought that I was 43 about to turn 44. And like two months ago, I realized, oh, wait, I'm 44 about to turn 45. Because, you know, 2020 has done nothing but screw with our minds, right? And everything else, right? So if you're listening in live time or not listening in live time, this episode is going to give you lots of great takeaways because we're going to talk specifically about abundance and gratitude today, which is obviously super relevant the week of Thanksgiving if you're here in the U.S., but this is super relevant all the time in 2020 because who does not need a daily dose of abundance and gratitude, right? And if it's not 2020 anymore, we still need these tools. So no matter when you're listening, I know this is going to hit home in a few ways. Before we start, I have a favor to ask. So 
like I said, it was my birthday two days ago. I turned 45 and I want to ask for a birthday present. I know this is really bad social skills to go ask people for presents, right? But this is what happens when you're 45, you get to do these things. You have earned the right to ask for what you want. So here's what I want for my 45th birthday. I want you to go leave that review for the Shameless Mom Academy that you have been meaning to leave for the entire time you've been listening to the show. Like whenever you hear me talk about leaving reviews and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to totally do that soon. Can you do me a favor and do it for me like now for my 45th birthday? (laughs) I would love to get some reviews from you and hear what you think about the show and hear how the show has impacted your life. Now, I'm going to be totally transparent. When we get new reviews for the show and the more reviews we get, the better the show ranks and then we get better advertisers. And it's like a win-win for everyone because then I get cool advertisers that have cool deals for you. Like everybody wins. So it is this like cyclical impact for sure. But I also really want to know how the show's impacted you. When I sit down, and especially on a day where I'm like, oh, I just don't know if I have it in me, and I sit down and I read your reviews, I am reminded of the impact of the work and what I bring to the Shameless Mom Academy and how it spreads power and hope and joy throughout the world and throughout mamas. And that means everything to me. So that's what I'm asking for for my birthday this year. You can leave a review by just going to shamelessmom.com review. That puts you right into our Apple podcast portal. And then you scroll down to where you see the little stars. You can click on however many stars you want to use to rate the show. Five stars are always appreciated, of course. And then click on the button that says write a review and just leave a few sentences and let me know how the show has impacted you. It means the absolute world to me. And it would be the perfect birthday gift. And if you were part of my membership who sent me a birthday video, holy cow, last Tuesday, I sat down for a meeting with someone on my team and she's like, oh, I have to talk to you about the special project that some of us have been working on. And I was like, what? Some of who? Like, huh? I was so confused. And then like more people popped up on the screen and it was my team and Nikita, who was the original person on the call, she's like, "Um, we need you to go look out your back door. And I go look out my back door and there is this little gift basket of birthday goodies, including a bottle of chilled pink bubbly and other sweet little goodies in there. And then I came back to my computer. I was like, oh my gosh, these goodies are so great. And they're like, well, we have one other thing that some other people helped with. And there was this 15 minute video of members of Tenacious Mamas and Momentum Mamas and past members who sent little video clips wishing me happy birthday. And holy cow, if my heart did not explode like 80 times over and over again as I watched this video. So for anyone who submitted a video for my birthday, you are amazing. I could not have been more blown away. And I'm so grateful. And I'm just in awe that anyone would take the time to send me a little video. Like I know that getting on video is my jam, but I know for like 99% of the world, it's awkward and weird and uncomfortable. And that you all would do that for me just means the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That just brought me so much joy. And here's the thing. We can do little things that can surprise and delight and bring joy to people all the time. And let's make that the mission of the rest of 2020. It's so easy to get caught up in things being hard and things and feeling trapped, especially amidst this pandemic and so many states being back in lockdown, including my own. And instead of feeling trapped and instead of feeling hopeless and feeling frustrated and exhausted, could we be redirecting that energy into surprising and delighting other people in ways that would bring joy to everyone. I've been really focusing on that. And that's my little tip for you. So with that said, the other thing that you can do to help yourself feel full of hope and power and joy and magic right now is to really focus on abundance and gratitude in specific concrete ways. So many of you just finished last week our Abundance and Gratitude Challenge. So we did a five-day free Abundance and Gratitude Challenge. And I knew this was going to be a ton of fun. 
anytime I do a free challenge, it's always, oh my gosh, it's just so much fun. There's so much energy behind it that you all bring. And it just completely lights me up. It has me like walking on cloud nine all the whole time we're doing the the challenge and then afterwards as well. So for the 250 of you who participated in the abundance and gratitude challenge, you rock. That was amazing. I had so much fun. And for those of you who didn't participate, don't worry, we'll do another challenge in the new year. And you have to join us this time because, oh, it's so fun. It's so fun to be able to connect and learn together. And we get on Facebook Live and we have coaching with all of us. And then there's lots of conversation as a result of the Facebook Live. And there's daily emails that fire you up. And there's always fun little PDFs and templates that people who love to do like Instagram stories love filling out. It's just a ton of goodies and it brings a sense of unity and a sense of community in times when we feel isolated and lonely, which is obviously a lot of 2020 because of the pandemic, but it's also like all of motherhood, right? Motherhood is nothing if not isolating at times. So I wanted to take a few of the components from the Abundance and Gratitude Challenge and bring them right to you for this episode today. And I'm going to walk you through the four themes that we used in the challenge and I want you to note how those themes can have impact for you. So if you're one of the people who participated in the challenge, some of this will be a little bit of review, but hey, don't stop listening because there's going to be new pieces to this. We need to hear the same thing a few times said in new and different ways to really absorb it. So I promise you, your learning around abundance and gratitude did not finish last week. There's still plenty left to learn. So keep listening. So what we talked about during the challenge last week is we broke abundance and gratitude into four different components and four different areas of your life and four areas where all of us could use abundance and could use a gratitude practice around these themes to really help us hone in on what we already have that we maybe are either taking for granted or kind of forgetting about or just not capitalizing on because we're tired and we're overwhelmed and we're exhausted and we just forget about all the goodness in our lives when things get hard. And like, that's just part of being human, right? So this is an exercise to remind you what you already have and to remind you all the ways that you already have such a rich life full of so much wealth that maybe you don't even see right in front of you sometimes. I know that's the case for me and I'm guessing it's the case for you. So the first area we focused on was gratitude and self. And oh, I loved this area, this theme, because with gratitude and self, I think that we often look outside for external forces to bring us a sense of abundance. And we look outside for validation and affirmation around like what things should have meaning, instead of looking into ourselves to recognize that we already have all the things that we need. We are already capable and full of gifts and talents and strengths. And that's enough. It doesn't need to be about going out and finding abundance through what is meaningful to other people or through acquiring more goods. It's about what's already inside of us that maybe we forget to acknowledge and take a look inward to see sometimes. So during gratitude and self on day one of the challenge, we talked about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And we talked about growth mindset where when we come up against a challenge, do we tend to think, I know I can do this. I've done hard things before and I'm going to do this 
thing too? Or do we think, oh my gosh, this is really hard and I don't know if I can make it. I'm not good at this thing. This is where I tend to fall. This is where I stumble. Other people are way better at this. So that's the difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset. And this is a concept laid out by Carol Dweck in her book called Mindset, which I will link to in the show notes. Carol's book is fantastic. I've been recommending it to people for years. But if you are someone who gets stuck in fixed mindset, then you will really struggle with abundance overall. And where can you start to make a shift into growth mindset? Where can you start to consistently see possibility and potential? And that takes some work. It takes some unlearning of some of our self-doubt and negative self-talk for many of us. But over time, this can be huge. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and 
and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. When you stop and look at all the ways that you have accomplished challenging, uncomfortable things in the past, all of a sudden you're reminded that, oh, I can do more challenging and more uncomfortable things because look at the ones I've already done. And now you're in growth mindset. Instead of seeing an obstacle in front of you and thinking like, I don't know if I can do this. This is really hard. I don't think I have the time or the energy or the skills. Instead, you can look at, oh, wait, but remember that time three years ago when I did something really hard? I didn't think I could do that either and I did it. So I think I can do this thing now too. So I want you to think about where you get stuck in fixed mindset and where can you start unlearning that or not relearning or maybe relearning, but also starting to learn growth mindset and have a commitment to that growth mindset. Along with that, what parts of yourself do you want to shed to make space to shine? So we often get caught up in our own negative self-talk and our self-doubt and If we can start to shed that and honor our truths, so Glennon Doyle talks about what is true and what is beautiful. If you can look at what is true and what is beautiful, then you will start to shed those pieces of self-doubt and that negative self-talk. So when I look at what is true and what is beautiful, I can see like I'm someone who shows up even when it's hard. I'm someone who finishes what I start. I'm someone that goes all in and makes it happen and makes it happen really well. I'm someone who shows up for other people. I'm someone who shows up for hard conversations. I'm someone who's really eager to learn and figure things out even if I get frustrated. When I remind myself all of that, then I can start to shed that I tend to get really anxious when things are unknown. I don't like it when I don't have a sense of control. I really struggle when things are unpredictable and I don't know when things are gonna shift back into a space that I can control or have more predictability around. So you can see that difference, right? Looking at what do I need to shed in order to shine? What do I need to embrace about who I am? What is true and beautiful about who I am that I can remind myself on a daily basis that will allow me to have power in every day and in every situation in order to move forward, in order to keep going, in order to have hope, and in order to consistently show up and have resilience in order to be resourceful, in order to be gritty, in order to be tenacious, and all those kinds of things. So with each of these themes, I asked people a question at the end of the day, at the end of the theme for the day. And I'm going to ask you to follow me on these questions. And I want you to push pause or take a note and come back to this because I want you to actually answer these questions as we go through. So the question that goes with gratitude and self, uh, the question is, what are five things you love about yourself? What are five things you love about yourself? So at the end of our conversation, you're going to have five lists of five things that's going to kind of rock your world. So that's the first question for today. What are five things you love about yourself? So push pause, write down your five things, and then we'll roll back into part two. So part two of this, the second theme is gratitude and relationships. So what makes a relationship healthy and positive and fulfilling to you? And that might be a lot of different things. It might be someone who supports you, someone who loves you unconditionally, someone who makes you laugh. It might be someone who lets you not take yourself too seriously. So it can be a lot of different things. What makes a relationship healthy, positive, and fulfilling? When we talked about this in the challenge last week, people talked about mutual respect. People talked about people who support me even when I don't ask for it. There was some really great answers around people showing up for us and seeing us in ways that we don't always see ourselves. There was a lot around mutual respect and reciprocity. And we talked quite a bit about 
those relationships that we have where someone's just like sucking the lifeblood out of you and they never give anything back and they just become like your dumping ground. And every day you get like the text with like 18 things, you know, the person messages you every day with here's 18 things I went wrong today again. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't have every single day where 18 things happen that are bad to you, right? <laughs> and they also create no space for you to have needs in return, because you're just having to constantly be there as a supporter. So recognizing what makes a relationship positive, healthy, and fulfilling. And sometimes the way we can recognize that is by recognizing what makes a relationship unhealthy and negative and not fulfilling. And then we can flip it to see like, what do we need instead? So then the follow-up question for that is what relationships are serving you and lighting you up? So here's the trick with this. Notice the relationships that are serving you and lighting you up. And how can you invest more into those relationships? How can you let those relationships be the cornerstone relationships of your life? Now that doesn't, like I get that we all have limited time and energy, right? So this isn't like go invest a ton more time in these relationships and add a lot more to your plate. No, no, no. Because the flip side of that is you're going to divest time from relationships that are not serving you, that are not lighting you up, that are maybe even doing you harm. So where can you divest time, take away time and energy and stop investing time and energy in those relationships that are unhealthy, that aren't lighting you up, that maybe just are like, they're either burning you out or the relationship itself is just burned out and you're like trying to keep it going, but it's not working. Stop. Stop investing in those relationships because that will make space and create energy for you to invest in the relationships that do light you up. So what relationships are you going to step back from in order to step more fully into the ones that you really want to embrace? And let me add to this, that sometimes those relationships that are serving you and lighting you up, they can be new relationships. They can be in that new vulnerable baby stage where you're like, I think I want more out of this relationship. I'm not totally sure, but I have a sense, I have a hunch that this relationship could really serve me. There's definitely been times where I have taken energy from one relationship that's not serving me anymore in order to invest it in other places. And I've done this in groups where I've decided like, okay, I'm going to no longer be in this group in order to spend more time in another group, whether it's been a business coaching kind of a group or friendship circles and whatever, or it could be with one person where you're thinking like you're noticing, hey, I seem to really be hitting it off with this, you know, this new mom friend. And maybe I need to step back a little bit from these like past relationships that I've had for a really long time that aren't lighting me up anymore. Maybe Maybe I'm ready to kind of go all in on another relationship. I know this happens in Momentum Mamas so often where we have moms come in and join Momentum Mamas and they come in and they're like, you know, a lot of my relationships aren't working well for me. I'm going to invest more time here. And then all of a sudden people in Momentum Mamas are becoming really great friends with each other because they're making this conscientious effort to invest in new relationships. And that can be scary and vulnerable, but it can also be very, very life-giving. And this came up over and over last week as we were talking about this as part of the challenge that people in the challenge who were in Momentum Mamas talked about how meaningful those relationships have come over time. Just in the course of a few months to a year, how big of a difference that can make when you make a conscientious effort to invest in relationships with people who have similar goals or just have any goals for that matter, or people that have similar values and people who are ready to learn and grow and evolve together. So really consider where you can be investing in, in relationships that are going to fill you up and divesting from relationships that no longer serve you. The question for this theme, for the theme of relationships, gratitude and relationships is what five relationships are you most grateful for? I'll tell you, I had a hard time with this question. I was like, no, I want it to be like 11. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's tricky to make it just five. I will also tell you, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but we did this with at family dinner every night last week. We actually used these question prompts as dinner table conversation starters. And it was a ton of fun. And Vinny was like, we all had such a hard time deciding on our five relationships we're most grateful for. And we had like all sorts of ties. Like, well, for tied between for third place is these four people. <laughs> So, but these are really great conversation starters. So I would totally encourage you to use these questions, like take note of them and use them for dinner conversation starters as well, because we had a ton of fun doing that. All right, day three, or your theme three. So the third theme of this is going to be gratitude and health. And this isn't health like gratitude and broccoli. (laughs) This is talking about physical health and mental health and how your investment in nourishment of your body and brain impact your overall health. So we often think about nourishment as being like a certain amount of calories or a certain amount of carbs or a certain amount of vegetables or drinking more water. All of that can be part of it. And also, how can you nourish yourself in a way where you're really listening to yourself? So maybe nourishment is broccoli, but maybe it's a cupcake. Maybe nourishment is drinking more water and maybe it's a glass of champagne. Maybe nourishment is doing a hardcore workout or maybe it's taking a nap. So where can you be listening really carefully to what you need and what nourishes your heart and soul in a moment in order to bring you more healthy mental health along with physical health. And so physical gaining better health is not about having like really strict rigid rules about what you're allowed to have and not allowed to have and what workouts count the most and how many calories you need to burn and how you need to earn your food and work it off and None of that stuff. This is not about diet culture's view or definition of health. And it's definitely not about diet culture's values around health. This is not about your weight. It's not about your BMI. It's not about like having belly fat or not. This is about habits that nourish you and that impact your mental health. So what we know is if you're eating food that doesn't nourish you, you're going to be super sluggish. You're going to be really tired and lethargic. So you're going to be less productive, which is going to make you frustrated, which is going to make you tired, which is going to make you cranky, which is going to make your relationship suffer. There's this domino effect. So that doesn't mean you never have the cupcake, but it means that like if you're going to have the cupcake, cool, but also have the really nourishing soup with like the lentils and the chicken or whatever. Also have the broccoli with like oozy cheese on top of it if that's what you love, right? So you can have both and. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted? And Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Nourishment is about both and listening to like these things give me energy and these things also allow me to listen to like what I truly enjoy and getting to have both pieces of that. So when it comes to nourishment and when it comes to health, how are you currently taking care of yourself? And where could you be nourishing yourself better? So how are you nourishing yourself with nutrition? And how could that maybe be upgraded in order to give you more energy? So think specifically about how you're nourishing yourself with nutrition when it, as it relates to using food as fuel and to consumption or overconsumption of alcohol, coffee, and sugar. Because I have no problem with you having your alcohol, coffee, and sugar. I think it's totally fine, except when it's not fine anymore, <laughs> except for when it's no longer nourishing you and it's actually countering that nourishment. So you're drinking too much and then you're sleeping poorly, or you're having too much sugar and you're tired all day. Or you're drinking so much coffee that you're having major anxiety. So recognizing like, yes, a warm cup of coffee and sitting under a blanket in the morning to do your morning routine. Oh my gosh, that's like one of my favorite forms of nourishment. And also having three cups of coffee in a day, not nourishing for me anymore. Okay, so recognizing that piece. Next, how are you nourishing yourself with movement? How does your movement support your mental health? And how do you use movement to process emotion. Remember, motion processes emotion. So movement is not about burning calories. It's not about vanity. None of these metrics are about vanity. This is not nourishment for vanity. This is nourishment for mental health. So how are you using motion to process emotion? How are you listening on a day that you're feeling frustrated and just pissed off? Are you going and doing that hardcore intense workout to just burn off steam? On a day when you're feeling sad and weepy and defeated, are you doing yoga to just open up your body and your heart and stretch out? How are you honoring your body in terms of motion and movement in order to get what you need out of your body for that day? And then next is how are you nourishing your mental health? We talked about this last week in the Facebook group as we were going through the challenge, and I loved how many people talked about the ways that they use learning to nourish their mental health. So reading books and listening to podcasts, oh my gosh, that's a great way to nourish your mind. One of my favorite ways to nourish my mental health during this pandemic has been listening to a book on an audiobook. I was going to say book on tape. <laughs> book on tape is like so 1995. <laughs> listening to an audiobook while doing a puzzle or listening, like binging a podcast and doing a puzzle. So that like totally doing the puzzle lets my mind just totally go free. And then I just feel like I absorb every word that I'm listening to. Oh my gosh, it's like the most therapeutic thing I've done in this quarantine. And it's a habit that I will continue to hold on to well beyond 2020. So how are you nourishing your mental health? I love, I have to say that, so learning came up last week in the Facebook group when we were talking about this on Facebook Live. But another thing that came up that I really appreciated is someone mentioned medication, nourishing themselves with medication, nourishing their mental health with medication. And I just have to give a huge shout out to those of you who honor your needs by taking medication. Because I think that so many women, so many people, but so many women really try to white knuckle it through mental health challenges by not 
accepting medication as a form of support. And I don't think we need to do that. I think that it's okay. And we know from research that it is okay. And I know from enough anecdotal evidence of watching women around me do this, that medication is an absolutely acceptable and often very necessary means of nourishing our mental health. So I just wanted to make sure that I said something about that. And shout out to the person who brought this up in the Facebook group, because as soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh, Yes, yes, yes. This is so important and it's not talked about enough. So medication is absolutely a form of nourishment and especially nourishment for your mental health if that's what the medication is for. So don't underestimate that at all as a very appropriate and necessary form of nourishment. So the question for this theme is what are five ways you can more frequently nourish yourself? Good question, huh? Because I feel like this when you're like, oh, like all the permission to like, you know, do the fancy, I mean, they can be fancy or not, but like to really tap into like things that just feel really, really good, right? So how can you be better nourishing yourself? What are five ways? Go ahead, push pause, take a minute to take a note. And then we're going to go into our fourth theme. The fourth theme is gratitude and motherhood. Gratitude and motherhood. So how do you show up for your kids What do you love about the ways that you show up for your kids? Let's be honest. We are selling ourselves short on what amazing mothers we have been this year. We are super focused on how we've been distracted and cranky and scared and overwhelmed and exhausted. We all think that we have failed our kids in 2020. The truth is we have shown up over and over and over for our kids. We have been creative. We have been nimble. We have been resilient AF. We've been so resourceful. We've given extra snuggles. We've read extra books. We've had extra hard conversation. We've wiped more tears probably than ever before in many cases. We have done so much as mothers this year. So much. But on a hard day, all we can see is how we feel like we've shorted our kids because of the circumstances of the world right now. So let's honor what is true and what is beautiful, as Glennon Doyle says. Let's honor what is true and what is beautiful and really own the ways that we have had to show up and what our kids are going to remember. They're going to remember that we sat next to them while they did distance learning And we held their hands when they cried and we rubbed their backs extra long at bedtime when bedtime took extra long because they didn't burn any energy because they were sitting in front of a computer all day and they weren't actually tired at bedtime. They're going to remember that we read extra books. They're going to remember that we spent extra time together as a family. They're going to remember that we did silly things because we couldn't take vacations. We had campouts in our basement or in our backyard. They're going to remember all of these things. They're going to, I'll use an example from Vinny. Vinny's going to remember that I made him go for runs when he was in a really bad mood and he cried most of the way, but he always was laughing by the time we got home. There's so many things that these, our children are going to remember from this time. So I want you to think about gratitude and motherhood and think about how do you show up for your kids? What do your kids know to be true about your love for them? This is a big one. What do your kids know to be true about your love for them? Like I know that Vinny knows that my love for him is unconditional, that he can totally screw up and I'm still here. I come from a family where I didn't get that from both parents. That's so important. This is something that you probably just completely take for granted and don't even think about. This is so important though. What are you modeling for your kids during this time? What are they seeing? And then how are you having fun with them? What are some ways that you've had fun? Give yourself credit for being the fun mom. I don't feel like I'm the fun mom, but if I stop and think about how Vinny sees me, I know there's times that he thinks that I'm the fun mom, right? So how do you have fun with your kids? 
Okay, so that was theme four. Theme five is kind of a summary and it wraps it all up, ties it up in a cute little bow. So our fifth theme is gratitude and shiny truths. And I love this. So I want you to think about the shiny truths that have come out of these four themes, these four questions that you've answered, these four things that you've given consideration, the four lists that you've made. So now based on this, where are you seeing abundance that you couldn't see before? All of a sudden you're like, oh wait, but these are five things I love about myself and these five relationships I'm so grateful for and five ways that I can nourish myself every day and five things that I love about myself as a mother. Like, holy cow, my life is so complete. (laughs) Who knew? It felt so, it felt like it was such a dumpster fire, you know, 20 minutes ago and here we are. (laughs) And so what are you seeing around in abundance that you couldn't see before you thought this through, before you made these lists? What did you learn about yourself? What are the true beautiful things that you were able to learn and identify? as you went through this questions. And based on that, how are you going to stop shrinking? And how are you going to start shining? Where will you stop shrinking in terms of giving yourself credit, in terms of listening to self-doubt, in terms of getting out of relationships that are no longer lifting you up? And where will you start shining in terms of investing in those relationships that mean a lot to you and giving yourself credit for being resourceful and resilient and strong and powerful and capable? Where will you start shining in terms of really letting yourself, taking ownership for how you show up as a mom and letting yourself see yourself as the mom that your kids see you as? So the question for this theme is what are the five things you're grateful for from going through this activity? So what are five things that you're grateful for? And it could be like five ahas or five learnings. It might be like your top pick from each of the sets of questions. What are five things that you feel grateful for based on what you just learned going through these exercises? So that's a recap of our abundance and gratitude challenge. And if you just sat down and did this in one setting, oh my gosh, I hope that it was amazing. I want to hear about it. Please let me know. Please share this episode out. So many mamas need more abundance and gratitude right now. So if you know someone who could use a little bit of support right now, please share this episode. And then as we approach Thanksgiving this week, just know how incredibly grateful I am for you, for this community, for all the ways that you show up. You all mean the world to me. It has been my lifeline in 2020 to be able to be part of this community with you. And so if you're feeling like this community has been your lifeline, just know that like I'm feeling the same thing. (laughs) And I think that we're in this together where we feel like we have each other's back. And that is honestly, honestly how I feel. So thank you for being such a special, important part of this year. I'm incredibly grateful for you. And when I sit down and give thanks on Thursday of this week, I will absolutely include you on my list and you will be right at the top. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.